Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. We're glad you joined us once again for this podcast. We're in episode six of season two. And this week, what are we going to be talking about, Jordan? This week, we're going to kind of be getting back to uh, the roots of this podcast and kind of why we wanted to start it. And also um, just where we feel like we want to be as a church body um, and remaining um, fixed in the vine, remaining fixed in the roots that is Jesus, uh, being rooted and grounded in his love. And um, just focusing on our relationship with him and seeking first his kingdom. Uh, Matthew 6.33 is kind of our, I guess, tagline verse for this podcast. But it, And Jesus says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Steve, something you said a lot um, in the first few years of your time here was seeking first the kingdom where we live, work, and play. And trying to get our minds fixed and oriented to, that's the call on the lives of Christians, um, is to seek first. And it, literally, it is our, our way of operating and being in the world, is to be seeking first the kingdom of God. And then you said live, work, and play, kind of there again, grounding it in, in all the things that we do. Because sometimes we tend to think about our, our Christian life and our relationship with God as boxed into a Sunday. Um, or as boxed into just the relationships I have with Christian people in my life, but rather Jesus wants our lives to be oriented toward living on mission for him, which is why you said live, work, and play. So where you live, the neighborhood you're in, the neighbors you have, um, who butts up against your your property, you know, loving those people, loving the people in community, where you work, um, who you speak to at work, how you speak to them, the conversations you have with them, what you're known for at your job and where you play, whether that's with your kids at the ball field or um, whatever you do for fun. <laughs> it's it's What we're trying to do is get into the way that we live the kingdom of God uh, and, and to be seeking first in those areas. So just kind of as a, a returning back to our roots is kind of where we want to go with this one today. Yeah, and just a shout out to Fred Liggins. He's the one that kind of gave me you know, this teaching, which was really helpful for me a number of years back uh, when we were visiting. And we've already shared that narrative of how God kind of arranged all that. But I just want to thank Fred for steering us in this direction and giving some focus into this as well. And when it comes into this specific verse, and, and the reason it came up is because the question becomes, what kingdom is influencing which one? Like, does the mm. kingdom of the world influence us or is the kingdom of God influencing the world? Um, and especially with this specific passage talking about anxiety, like uh, worry, about what's going on in the world right now as we're making this podcast you know there's been a school shooting in in nashville tennessee uh there's been another uh spill and contaminated water um there's financial you know woes on the uh, current front of life and so all these things are like begging for attention and need attention mm -hmm. uh, but the worry comes into play when we forget who's on the throne what kingdom influences you know which one and then also just getting being captivated by the ways this world versus being captivated by the kingdom of God and so yeah it's good to kind of get back to the roots of this I, I've been really needing it myself I think with everything that's been going on in our world 
in our society um, and kind of being overwhelmed with just a lot of negativity and a lot of things that just mm. feel like uh, are going wrong. In Sunday School, I shared a narrative about a certain show, which I won't say the name of it in case you want to watch it. And I have major spoiler alert here, but in Sunday School, I shared about the show that Christine and I were watching recently where it seemed like uh, the people that called themselves the light were actually very dark and very negative and did all these really horrible things. And it was a competition. And Christine and I were screaming at the TV like, evil cannot win. Evil cannot win. This is not right if evil wins. And uh, in the end, because um, you don't know the name of the show, it won't matter. I can't spoil it, but evil doesn't win. But they mm-hmm. wait till the last minute to let you know that. Um, and so you're watching every every episode going, oh, my word, it sure feels like evil's going to win. And I think as we're in the midst of our life right now, at least for me, it's feeling very similar. Like it feels at times like evil's going to win. Um, and, and obviously, as a, <laughs> as a pastor, preacher, teacher, biblical counselor, I know evil doesn't win. But there are times when we can become overwhelmed mm. uh, with what feels like the evil taking back so much ground at times uh, with our kids and our society and just so many things happening. And we could easily fall into forgetting that we're to seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it when you had the kids have the bracelets made and uh, to realign our focus. And it feels like maybe we need to be doing this more and more right now of realigning our focus back to seeking first the kingdom. So yeah, that's kind of what for, for me, that's where I'm at, just with everything that's happening in our society and world and counseling and just mm. so much brokenness yeah. and so much evil at play. And I myself, I confessed to the church a number of weeks back that I was struggling with my own form of depression and anxiety uh, just because it just felt like evil was winning. So mm. um, I don't know if we want to go through. It may be helpful to kind of go through the scriptures from 25 up to that point as well to kind sure. of discuss this and kind of pull it apart. I had a thought come to mind before yeah. we hop into that. kind of sets it up. Um you know, you mentioned <laughs> the irony to me is is the TV show you mentioned um, and how they waited till the very end to mm-hmm. communicate to you that evil was not going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and their their goal, I think, as a production company is to keep people's attention oh, as long as they can. Oh, and for I, sure. I, I do it too. So mm-hmm. I'm not dogging you or anyone no. else for it. I mean, I'm a sucker for a great TV show. But, uh, it just got me thinking about attention mm-hmm. and there is, oh man, just so many things, forces, TV shows, agendas, news, so much vying for our attention mm-hmm. in this life. And when it comes to the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world, mm-hmm. you are either oriented to one or the Absolutely. other. Absolutely. And Jesus's point with seek first is that there is no second. Mm -hmm. And so we can't, I mean, he goes on later to say you can't serve two masters. Um, And so the question we want to ask ourselves is knowing that we are oriented to one or the other, Mm -hmm. where is my attention? Yeah. There is no middle ground here. And that's the problem. Yeah. Even hanging out in the middle ground is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Right. Yeah. So where's our attention? Mm -hmm. And I think, our attention is indicative of our orientation and who we're paying attention to. Um, yeah. And that doesn't mean that if we're oriented to the kingdom, that life is easy and things are good. Correct. That's not what we're saying. But um, like, as you mentioned, just paying attention to God and what he's doing. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So just, just a thought before we jump into that passage. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start reading. We'll kind of cut it apart. This is um, Matthew 6. And we're going to be looking at uh, pretty much verses 25 and following. Um, 
coming off the Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? And this is interesting to me, like this whole water contamination, all the things going on, you know, in Mm -hmm. this society and financially, um, finances and and the government, all these things that are happening, like it's really testing these things once again for us as well, which could easily creep into anxiety. It makes me want to be like, but Jesus. Right. Like yeah. Sunday school answer. Go right back to it. But it is good. Well, no, like, Jesus, have you considered this situation? Right. <laughs> like, right. You're saying you yeah. said this at this time that you lived, but what right. about now? It's very applicable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty six. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And that's a pointed question. Mm. I mean, he just zings you right there. Like God cares a lot about the birds. Are we not, as as those who are created in the image of God, even more valuable than them? Yeah. You've talked about bird watching on this point before. Oh, yeah. Like just sitting there. Yeah. And it sounds like the most unproductive thing, which I think we need sometime like that mm-hmm. at times, um, to just sit there and watch birds get gather and eat food. Yeah. But it's like it's what doing that with this lens. Like he's caring for them. They're finding their food. Mm-hmm. Are you not of more value than they? I feel like... That's like one of the most important questions in this passage. Yeah. You know, it's like that's, you live in your father's world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just a quick side note. I'm getting ready to do a, a teaching on technology here soon mm. at some at a school. And thinking about how much the and technology is great, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but how much it keeps our eyes off of the creation and the creator as well, like you mentioned. Like, mm. and it technology is the one that's showing me all these negative things all the time as well as positive, but it's also distracting. It's all these things that keep our eyes off of what God has done Mm -hmm. and it keeps our eyes on what man is doing. Um, so yeah, I will daydream and, and I'll stare at the birds sometimes to just remind myself of those things. It's awesome. Yeah, I think so. And so the birds are all fighting because we haven't fed them enough. And then you, (laughs) (laughs) then you're like, I gotta, yeah. Verse 27, which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life. Like Jesus is not, these aren't easy questions. Mm. These are very pointed questions to make you think and ponder and consider your own life. Um, and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, that's a big statement too. Like any thoughts on any of those, those uh, few verses there? Mm. I just, I think he, uh, he hits all, all of us where we're at, you know, some people are tend to be like more logical. And he's like, which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to yeah, a span of life? Good. It's like, that's Oh, a good word. you know, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, some, that, that, that gets at, I think ang- a lot of anxiety comes out of the way we see the world. It comes out of the way we're wounded. It comes mm-hmm. out of the way we're wired and all that. And he's like, he goes to the value question. Mm-hmm. Are you not of more value? Like, don't you know that he loves you and he feeds the birds and he's going to take care of you? Mm-hmm. And then the logical, which of you by being anxious can add a single hour mm-hmm. to his life? And for those of us that are concerned about our bodies, why are you anxious about clothing? And just, mm-hmm. I just, I love how he goes through all of that. And he's meeting people at the root of where their anxiety comes from. Yeah, right on. He's like just sifting us with these questions mm-hmm. in love. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he disciplines those he loves, and he asks hard questions to mm-hmm. those he loves. Right? Maybe we could grow from this as well. Like we we ask really ignorant questions <laughs> compared to Jesus. Sometimes Jesus asks great questions. Yeah. Opens up. I mean, challenges and makes you think, which is good. Yeah. And, uh, 
your motive is what he's getting at as well. Do mm-hmm. you trust God's motive as well? So, mm. yeah, it's good. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither toil or spin. Yet I even uh, Solomon, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, the hearers especially would have known Solomon had a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Solomon, the, you know, he, he was uh, rather wealthy, had a lot of power, a lot of influence, um, had anything anybody would ever want, mm-hmm. and yet uh, God's creation, um, he's saying it even in the, in, with the flowers and everything that, that God continues to make grow, you know, are, are beautiful in comparison to that. So mm-hmm. God's hands upon it. Any, any thoughts on Solomon? Yeah, I just, I mean, it's always intriguing. Obviously, like you said, they're going to know who he's talking about. And like he was, you know, he's, Talk, you'd mentioned all the stuff that he would have had, the wealth and just everything that you would have had. And he's saying Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one mm-hmm. of these. He wasn't clothed like, and he considered the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil or spin. And, and then he goes on to say, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much, not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Mm. Man. Yeah, he gets right. He gets right there again. These questions, mm-hmm. these questions that just pull our hearts out of us and lead us to examine. Any thoughts on verse thirty? I am just struggling with the last few words. Of course, oh, you have little faith. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, it's hard to hear those words because that mm-hmm. is where um, where it kind of is the rub for me at times, right? So, it's do I trust God? In that moment, do I trust mm. that the Lord does love us? Does do I trust that the Lord is in control? Do I trust that God mm. uh, is managing and taking care of things and oversees things and understands my hurt, my pain, my sorrows, my joys, all these things that are going on? Do I really truly trust that He's involved? And I think that's a question that just those few words, "Oh, you have little faith," just mm-hmm. kind of pop out of me. It's like, do I believe that God is is? We're getting ready to start the new series. I am. And it's like, is God enough, you know? Um, And that's what really boils down for me, I guess, when I read those words and for myself and in context even, um, oh, you have little faith, question mark. (laughs) Hmm. Like, do you have that little bit of faith? Mm -hmm. That's you lacking trust in me Mm -hmm. in these areas. Um, And it's yet, like you said, it's set out of love. It isn't set out of how could you? It's like. He's the, I'm there for you. Right. It's it's kind of like the person who gives for you and does everything and does all this stuff and yet you still complain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and their person's like, have you not noticed how I provided? And so it goes to a pessimistic viewpoint mm-hmm. of just kind of seeing everything that's lacking or could lack mm-hmm. instead of what is and what mm-hmm. God has provided. And I struggle with that. And so just hearing Jesus say that is just really, that's hard, but good. Yeah. I think I think what's beautiful about it too is like, when he might, he's asking questions, but it's not just an intellectual exercise mm-hmm. because I think the, the easy tack on solution that we love to give for anxiety, but never really gets to the heart of why we are experiencing anxiety is, Oh, you just need to trust God. Mm-hmm. And like, that's certainly true. So I'm not saying that's not true, but Jesus goes to these lengths to ask all these questions Mm -hmm. because there are roots in our hearts that give way to the anxiety that we experience. (laughs) Um, Not because it's a a slap on intellectual, I just need to trust more. Again, I do, but there's more to it. Um, And I think also, I remember um, 
teaching on this passage one time with students uh, back in Michigan. And I think the question came up, well, is anxiety sinful? Hmm. And the beautiful thing is Jesus isn't seeking to make a definitive statement on that. He's more interested in inviting you into the Father's care. Like yeah. that that's his motive. He's mm-hmm. like, do you not see how good he is? Do you not see how much value you have and mm-hmm. how he's cared for the birds and the grass and the flowers? And like, you are the only thing in his creation that is made in his image. Mm-hmm. Do you not think he's going to take care of you? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's this confident invitation by way of question to lean into the father's tender heart and care for us in our day-to-day lives. Not just for me, in my eternal life, but in my day-to-day life, as he does for the birds and the grass and the flowers. So. Yeah, it's to reorient our eyes and heart back to the kingdom of God as right. well. Right, Yep. Therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. So he's, he's, he's polarized, giving your polarizing worlds right now. The, mm. the, the Gentiles, the world seeks after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. So He already knows that we need them. Mm. Uh, he even gives these things to the Gentiles, to those who aren't, aren't part of His kingdom, right? He mm. even gifts all these things in love to everyone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course. It's, but but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So, just reorienting our reorienting our hearts and minds back towards His kingdom, and that we have even something greater to live for. Um, mm than the things of this world, because I think we get trapped by those things of this world often too. Mm. Like that's what beckons to our hearts and our minds and our flesh mm. um, at times louder than the voice of God. But any thoughts mm. on that section? Yeah, just a question came to mind. Um, and I think that question is, if it's a, you know, if we're trying to talk about our attention and where our eyes are fixed, whether on the kingdom of this world or the kingdom of God, and we understand that our emotions and the, the things we feel and experience are not like they're there. They're not inherently sinful, um, but at, at times our emotions are a gift from God mm-hmm. uh, and, and often indicators of, of where we are at mm-hmm. um, with our, our trust and where we are at with putting our mind and our attentions and all that. It's all bound up together, our heart, mind, emotions, our soul, the things that Jesus talks about, that we are to love the Lord our God with all of so the question is how often is anxiety tied to how often is anxiety an indicator that my eyes are somewhere they ought not to be the reason i ask that is just because of the questions that jesus asks are you not of more value than they and of which of you can be ank by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life why are you anxious about clothing um and he goes on in 31 to say, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? And I think the right mindset and heart posture of living in our father's world is that he will provide for my needs just like he provides for the birds and the grass and the lilies of the field. Um, but these questions he asks seems to be pointed at certain things. And so the question of, are you not of more value than they? Maybe my anxiety stems from my perceived lack of value. Like I, I don't, you don't think well about yourself or rather think rightly about yourself according to the word of God. And so at times I experience anxiety that is tied to my perceived lack of value. And what Jesus is trying to say, 
you are far more valuable than they. And because of that, the father will take care of you. Is that, see where I'm going with that? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, um, yeah, but seek first hit the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these, all these things will be added to you. It's the righteousness of God that's been imputed to us and given to us. He loved us enough to give us that as well. So I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to be anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, I choose to be anxious sometimes, but I don't have to be anxious because ultimately God loved us so much that he gave us his spirit, his love, and also gave us his righteousness. And so even in my worst, um, God loves us and pursues us in this. Um, and it is, and 34 says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for its for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own mm-hmm. trouble. Um, and so God, I can't go ahead. I can plan for tomorrow, but I can't go ahead and complete tomorrow. Um, and so not, not allowing my mind and myself to even think so far ahead. I, I make my plans. I do what I need to do, but, um, only God knows what tomorrow brings. Um, so today has enough stuff on my plate. And so if I just learn to give today to God, even mm. <laughs> then tomorrow is going to fade. Um, and a lot of this boils down. We talk a lot about this to control. It really boils down to control. Um, I become more anxious when things feel out of control. And so, uh, reminding myself that I don't know tomorrow. I can prepare for tomorrow, but God ultimately knows tomorrow, not me. And uh, if I seek first his kingdom right now, and I do what he's called me to be right now, and I seek to do his will right now, um, and then trust the outcome of all that to God, not to myself, then I'm giving him rule and reign, literally, over me, mm-hmm. over you, over today and over tomorrow. And I think that's why the word kingdom is really important in this context. The kingdom reminds us of the fact that it's his kingdom I'm in, mm-hmm. not mine. It's his kingdom. He's invited me in. He knows all about it. He rules it. He reigns it. He makes things happen in it. And so if I seek that kingdom, his kingdom above all else, uh, his will will be done, period. Mm-hmm. Exclamation points, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so my anxiety begins to drift a little more away from me when I remind myself this isn't my kingdom this is his Mm -hmm. and so I'm just called to stand in that gap and love him and love others well so any closing thoughts as we kind of wrap up this section obviously we can't get into the whole clinical aspect of anxiety and all that stuff we aren't called to do that in this context Mm -hmm. of this passage even Uh, so we don't want to jump into that but just kind of staying within what we've covered any any final thoughts yeah, um, a C.S. Lewis quote came to mind that I almost put in my sermon last week but it just it uh, I ended up not doing it, um, but it's relying on God begins again every day as mm-hmm. if nothing had ever yet happened. And the point there is Jesus saying sufficient for this day is its own trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not like I need to rely upon him today in this moment. Choose this day whom you will serve kind of thing and like um, and, and choose to do that and choose to seek first his kingdom today. And then when I wake up tomorrow. I almost feel like I have to reorient myself, you know, through through prayer and spending time with the Lord. Like, this is why I'm here. Each mm-hmm. day I wake up, like I'm I'm almost recalibrating my heart to the kingdom. Um, and that's that's something that we have to choose to do daily, to seek first his kingdom where we live, work, and play. Yeah, that's really good. And a number of us, have been, we were doing gardens and we're, you know, got chickens. And, and I'm really enjoying the season of life in that. Um, and I want to make sure that it's not all due into response to the craziness of this world because I can easily spiral down there. Like, what mm-hmm. else can I control? We're to be prepared. I was a Boy Scout. Be prepared. You know, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be prepared. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But um, Curtis and I were talking, and Curtis, 
as we were talking about gardens and whatnot, just reminding one another. And he said, you know, may we have an overabundance to be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's ringing really true to me as we read this, like, be prepared, do what's right, get, you know, get ready. You're supposed to be ready for the kingdom of God, but don't allow the things of this world to keep us from pursuing loving him and loving others well. Mm-hmm. And then out of the, over the abundance, out of the uh, abundance of what he does give us, maybe share that for his kingdom's sake mm-hmm. and his will. So yeah, just uh, hopefully this is encouragement to us as things seem to be rather crazy in our world. And I, that's, that's been that way for, well, quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet God still remains on his throne and he still has a, has a mission for us. And so the mission is to uh, bring much, make much of him and make less of us and to utilize what he stewarded to us for his glory and others good. Uh, and as we do that, trusting that his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So may we have our faith in him that he will conquer. He has conquered. And I can't wait for Resurrection Sunday. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to have you join us Resurrection Sunday, otherwise known as Easter, uh, at 10 a.m. And um, just, just to celebrate um, the fact that Jesus has conquered all. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us, as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings. Blessings.